0: Welcome to Talking Health Tech. My name is Peter Birch, and this is a podcast of conversations with doctors, developers, and decision makers that are playing in the Australian health tech scene today. With me today is Dr. Ganesh Naidu. Ganesh is seeing primary healthcare from all different angles from within the well established corporate giants, as well as from within his own clinic that he built from scratch. Currently, he's the medical director for Health & Co, a medical centre division of Helios Limited, and previously was the medical director at Fullerton Healthcare. Ganesh, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Peter. Great to be here. Excellent. You're another Melbourneite that's joined me on the show. Yep, that's right. Uh, Raised in Melbourne. Yep. Should I do another weather joke, or is that (laughs) too much for... Yeah. Okay, it's it's actually
1: it's actually been a very very uh, hot uh, month I've just come from in Melbourne. Oh really? And yeah. then it
0: rained fifteen minutes after probably. It probably did. It, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. Okay. But your coffee is much better than ours. So. You think so? Yeah. I think. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. No. You. I 100% agree. But look. um Look. Thanks for coming in. There's. Um, there's plenty for us to talk about and, and you, you've got, um, a, a wide ranging background and we've, we've talked about some interesting stuff already before we recorded. So keen to, to, get stuck in, but firstly, give me the rundown. Um, what is your background and what do you do?
1: Well, I'm a GP, uh, first and foremost, uh, I was, uh, trained, uh, in Queensland and, um, I moved back down uh, to Victoria, uh, with my family, um, worked as a GP in rural Victoria. Um, before actually making a move up north uh, just to do a locum in Cairns, um, which I really loved. And we ended up staying. It's a nice place. Uh, It's a lovely place, yeah. And I started uh, my own uh, business there, which was a a combination of uh, general practice and occupational health. Uh, This is generally during the the mining boom, so the combination Mm. was uh, unique uh, at that time, um, which did very well. And uh, from there, I was eventually um, acquired by uh, Fullerton Health, and um, I served as their medical director for a few years um, before moving on to um, Helios um, to uh, help with the medical uh, division called Health & Co.
0: And Helios were were formerly primary healthcare, so they're going through that branding kind of transition now. Yeah, Yeah,
1: we're actually going through that transition right now, which is is going really well. Um, It's a really fresh brand, Mm -hmm. um, and I think um, the message has got out there that... um, Things have changed in the company. Um, there's, there's new management, and um, we've got a new outlook on, I guess, how uh, we fit in the medical landscape and how we treat doctors.
0: Yeah, cool. And Health and Co. You, 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 I've heard a little bits and pieces about it, but but I, I don't see any clinics that, that have a big Health and Co. logo on the on the front door.
1: Yeah, look, we take a, a different approach. I know um, there are other groups out there that, that do rebrand. We are looking to partner with clinics that have an established legacy. They've been servicing the community for years. Mm. Um, they've established operating structure mm. um, and they have a loyal patient base and they have happy doctors. Mm. And we see no need to change that. We see no need to, to slap a, a brand on it. Yep. Um, our aim is to sit in the background as, a, as support services mm. and um, hopefully add value to the operations of the business and improve the lives of our doctors and help them improve the lives of their patients.
0: Yeah, good one. Look, and speaking about clinics too, so so in, in amongst all the stuff that you've done and you talked a little bit about the, the clinic that you, you opened up, tell me more about that experience. What was that like and, and what advice would you have for anyone else that's looking to start up their own clinic?
1: Look, uh, to, to be honest, it's, it's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Really? Um, medical school was a breeze compared to, <laughs> to running a business. Um, I guess I was young enough to, to take the risk and... Um, and make some mistakes along the way. Mm. Um, but I guess my, my advice to someone who's considering running their own medical business, a, a clinic in particular, why uh, would congratulate them? Because I think it's fantastic that there are uh, entrepreneurial uh, doctors out there. Mm. Um, it's the most rewarding thing that you can do um, to have a business where you are responsible for the health of a population. Um, I felt that um, responsibility heavily, but um, it was extremely rewarding. But I guess my my main advice would be to think really carefully about what it is that you're trying to achieve. Why do you want to run your own business? Um, And there are many different reasons that people do it. Um, It could be that they're wanting to control their own destiny, that they want to work in the type of uh, medical practice that they've always dreamed of working in. They want to be a master of their own destiny. Or it could be someone that is wanting to Actually, establish a business, generate passive income, and grow a health service for the community. The two very, very different things. Mm, mm. And um, in in one circumstance, you can end up essentially being a very highly paid self employed person. Mm. In the other circumstance, you can actually be a true business owner. Mm. And um, the the two variants that you need to think about, and you need to think about what is your long term strategy. Am I in this for thirty years, mm. or Am I looking to exit in five years, 10 years, or, or so forth? Mm. That really determines
0: what kind of structure you have and what kind of
1: strategy you take with the business. Mm.
0: Now that is sound advice. Look, and, and so you've, you've seen in, just on business then you've seen Everything from those the, the, the smaller organisation that you start yourself and you build with your own hands, so to speak. And you've, you've also mm-hmm. been part of and you are still part of the, the, the very big organisations that on some days feels like it's very slow moving or it's you know very, very systematic, which they are by their very nature, wherever you are. Um, so in your opinion, then, what, what should health companies be doing to be successful, whether they are big or small?
1: Look, in in Australia, uh, and I I guess I'm talking largely the primary care landscape at the moment, there are a handful of major players Um, and the business models really have been developed around the funding model and I understand that and 20, 30 years ago, I think that was very, very innovative. Mm. I think what we're all realising now is that we need to change, that to be relevant, to continue to continue to be relevant to globally connected consumers. We need to transform into customer-centric organisations. Our patients are healthcare consumers mm. um, and they are used to interacting with other businesses in a much more personalised way than they currently do with the standard medical clinic. Mm. They're used to Uber Eats, they're used to online banking, um, they're used to social media. And currently, we don't interact with our patients that way. We interact with them in a haphazard way, maybe a handful of times per year, Mm. um, and it's a very limited relationship. Mm. So I think to be a true healthcare company moving forward, we need to transform ourselves into health tech companies. We need to be able to more deeply engage with our consumers on a regular basis.
0: Mm. I've got I've got many questions and many things that come to mind because that that concept of okay we need to change is that in itself is probably not an over like so you'd agree too you're not the first person to say that either no. but it's not like it's someone has kind of woken up and gone are we're going to make health like you know, just like we did in the financial sector, or we did with the restaurant, or any other sector that exists in business. Mm. Um, Something stopping it, like it's. So, what, what is stopping that? Is it the? Is it a cultural thing? Is it more than that? Like, how? Uh, why are we stuck? I think hitting
1: you know, on, on the head, it, it is a, a cultural thing. It, it's it's the mindset. I think of us as clinicians. Mm. We are highly trained people. Um, when you go through medical school, when you are a young doctor, you learn very rigid ways of doing things. You were trained in many, many respects in 19th century medicine, mm. which which still works mm. and, and is still vitally important. The type of medicine that we practice um, is an art form. And uh, on a daily basis, uh, I see GPs do things and the, the interactions that they have with their patients that you can't explain. It's because of that rigid thinking that we have. Mm and it's it's served us well. However, as I've I've talked about, consumers have changed. And so how can we now interact with our patients in a way in which they understand and they expect? Um, it, It is about mindset, and it's about changing from that rigid 19th century thinking to really engaging with your consumer. Patients walk in now nearly all patients walk in and they've already researched what it is yes. that they're concerned about before they've come in. Yeah, So
0: Yeah, you don't wait until you, you walk into the doctor's consult to say, what's this thing? You've already Googled it and you've exactly put right. it on a forum or something, right? So the
1: days of, um, please, doctor, can you help me? Yeah, you know, yeah. It's very different. It, it's, it's now a situation of, I've done this research and this is what I think is wrong with me mm. um, and this is what I want to do about it and what, what do you think? Yes.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> Tell me if it's a good idea or not and... and Tell me the answer that I want, yes. And it
1: can can be very frustrating for a GP that's been working in this particular way for 30 years to, I guess, not have a level of paternalism where they are trying to direct that conversation. So how do we train clinicians to think in a different way? How can we incorporate the information that patients are using into our consultations? How can we use data to leverage... What we do in an average consultation, mm. so we can be proactive about what we do instead of being reactive to patients.
0: So, so to be able to do that, then and, and use that information from patients, technology plays a huge part. So, do do you do you think that health companies invest well in technology today, or, or how could we do better? Is it is it just about money investing in it, or is it more than that? Uh,
1: Probably the same answer, I think it's about mindset. I think there's a recognition that we need to invest in healthcare, Mm. um, health tech. Um, However, uh, it's very difficult to move from established business models Mm. and established funding models which don't reward that kind of activity. So it takes a level of courage for us to move in a new direction.
0: Mm. Cool. So... Do you think software developers are meeting the needs of clinicians today? Because there's there's in my experience, I've come across, and 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 I'm not thinking of anyone in particular, but but the the software vendors that 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 are successful that I see are the ones that are are meeting the the needs of clinicians. They're not developing something, then presenting it to a doctor, saying, "What do you think?" Um, you know, so so. Uh, there there, there does need to be um, this kind of tie together of of software vendors and and doctors meeting a common goal. So do do you think we're on the same page here?
1: Well, I think so far in Australia, um, medical practice software has been developed purely for for clinicians. Mm. And there are a couple of uh, providers out there that are dominating the market. Mm. And clinicians are resistant to change So it has been very difficult to introduce new types of software. Saying that, I think there's a big opportunity for software developers to think about this differently, to think about it from the point of view of the consumer.
2: Mm.
1: At the moment when you see a doctor, most of the time if the doctor wants you to do something or read something, you leave with a handwritten note Mm. or or a printout Mm. uh, on an A4 piece of paper. Mm um which you're probably going to lose in the next 24 hours yeah um and there's no real record of what happened in that consultation the only record that exists is on the doctor's computer so you're not interacting with that consultation on an ongoing basis i think there's a huge opportunity for essentially a a patient-centric platform i can imagine a situation where you have a social type of platform, kind of like Facebook for health, where you as a consumer, it's a secure system. Uh, you control who has access to it, who can talk to you. Your clinician is uh, a, like a friend on that platform. Mm. Your are a physiotherapist. Um, all your pathology results are there. Your radiology results are there. Um, and there's analytic data there as well. And you're able to communicate in real time with your, with your clinicians. Mm. So it's a patient portal. And I think um, there are some software providers which are thinking along those lines now. Mm. Um, Some of the cloud providers uh, are moving in that direction. Mm. and I think that's really gonna uh, change things. It's really gonna uh, gonna change things in the head Um, because we as doctors are able to interact in in more meaningful ways with our patients Mm. rather than these discrete episodes Mm. of care. Mm.
0: So would you go so far to say that because cause we're so, there's so far to go until we're there, um, some people say healthcare's broken and some people say that it's not. Um, would you go so far to say that healthcare's broken in Australia?
1: No, I wouldn't. I actually think uh, the health uh, we have in this country is, is the best in the world. Mm. Our doctors are absolutely world class. If, if um, my, my family was sick, I, I'd always choose an Australian-trained doctor. Mm. Um, I think our biggest issue is the fragmentation of care, yeah. is what happens in the GP surgery, um, what happens in the special suite, what happens in the emergency room, um, are three different episodes of care, and uh, the clinicians and, uh, are not talking to each other. Yeah. So there's a lot of waste in the system. There's also a lot of waste from an opportunity cost point of view. Yeah. If we were able to leverage what we are all doing separately um, with a patient-centric focus mm. and change the way that we view healthcare, I think that's where Australian Health can go.
2: Mm.
0: So tell me more about that. And then what do, what does the future of primary care look like? And, um, you know, say we, we, we get some things right and, and, you know, in five, ten years, what what's it going to look like when you when you go see a doctor?
1: I think we're going to move away from reactive care to proactive continuous care. Um, they're already very advanced biometric devices that patients are using every day. And I think if the funding model was reformed, um, medical practitioners would move away from um, having discrete, discrete episodes of care to being more like data managers for populations of patients. So you would have populations assigned to you and you would have real time tracking on the metrics of those patients and you'd be responsible for those outcomes. Mm. Um, and that, that really moves away from the traditional type of medicine. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a massive change in mindset, um, but the technology is there. Mm. It's just a matter of us moving in that direction.
0: Mm. So, uh, so y- your parting thoughts then, Ganesh, what, what, what should we all do now?
1: I think we need to move away from the mindset of tech being an aid to Mm. care it's been traditionally viewed as a means to record notes purely Mm. to being the key enabler of how we care for patients Um, and that's uh, a big shift in our thinking Um, and there are things happening and we we all know uh, about the debate with the my health record Mm -hmm. Um, and I think as clinicians as consumers We need to embrace technology. Um, It's the most likely way that we're going to reform our system and have true interoperability between all the different parts of our
0: healthcare system. We'll have to leave it there, Dr. Ganesh Naidu. Thank you so much for your time.
1: Thanks, Peter. That's great.
0: Thanks for listening to Talking Health Tech. My name's Peter Birch. Go check out our socials, share the love, send me a note if you've got some feedback, or even if you know someone that might be awesome to have on the show in future. Look forward to chatting to you next time.